Welcome to the Wrestle Wolf Podcast, brought to you by the Pigskin Podcast Network, part of the Amaze Sports Podcast Network. I'm Damien Gibson. And I'm Paulie T. Damien and I are nerdy wrestling neckbeards here to give you our takes on the week that was in all elite wrestling. You can find us on Twitter at Mark Paulie T and Mr. Damien Gibson. And for all things Russell Wolf, go to WrestleWolf.com. Uh, it's another huge week in pro wrestling. Coming up, we've got news on uh, changes to the Dynamite commentary team uh, and some insights into the gate for the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. Also, all the highlights, lowlights, and wait-and-see moments from Dynamite and Rampage. Yeah, it was, a, it was a fun week of AEW, that's for sure. We got to see a women's match main event, a show. Luchasaurus is looking awesome as a heel, and the carnage of blood and guts so soon after anarchy, anarchy in the arena. Man, yeah. it, was, uh, it was quite a week. Yeah. Um, I mean, it just kind of went up another level again after Forbidden Door. I mean, it's just been a huge fortnight in, in AEW. Uh, yeah, Forbidden Door was some... Um, was amazing. Blood and guts was amazing, and then even the Royal Rampage uh, gimmick that we saw tonight on on Rampage, I really enjoyed as well. But we'll get to that. Um, first of all, we've got some news now. Look, I know that you know that I'm excited about this, but I'm going to try and be professional. Uh, on Wednesday, we saw for the majority of Dynamite that uh, Taz was on the commentary booth, um, and Jr. was not. Um, and supposedly this is what is going to be happening going forward, Polly. That seems to be the that seems to be the word. Um, so uh, Jr. has been in this business for decades and decades, um, and I think um, he and he has had some um, has had some health problems in recent times. Um, so I think uh, he's requested uh, uh, for uh, a bit of a bit of a lighter schedule. And, um, oh, okay. Oh, well, that's you know, it seems quite reasonable to me that that would be the case. Um, you know, I'm sure that he's probably got um, plenty of plenty that he can offer in the um, in the back. Um, uh, you know, doing doing promos, doing um, talent relations work, uh, working with the working with the guys on various aspects of their their um, their, their characters. Uh, but the key part of this news we will notice as fans of the broadcasts is that he will not be commentating on dynamite anymore. Or if he does, it'll just be the odd match here and there. And he has now been moved to the rampage, uh, desk taking over from Taz, um, or, or exchanging spots with Taz. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I've been calling for this move for, for almost three years, so um, I'm not going to say that I disagree with it now. <laughs> I just, you know, you, um, the Forbidden Door uh, commentary I thought was really good until JR came along, and it just, I, you know, I don't want to lay the boots in the gym too much, but it just, like, since day one, it, it seems like he's been sort of disinterested at times. It feels like he doesn't do a lot of research. Um so, but I agree with you. There's plenty of things that Jim could offer the the company. Uh, at no point did I want him completely fired or kicked out of the, the promotion or anything like that. I just want the best possible product for AW, and I just don't know if Jim on commentary is part of that. 
I still think he can like when he does um interviews for promos uh for pay-per-views and things like that where he interviews talent I think he's still really good at that when when he's into a match or into a wrestler and switched on he he still can come up with great stuff but that's just rare you know so and Taz and Excalibur have a fantastic um back and forth and and Tony uh, Shivani and and Taz in real life are best mates so you can already feel a a better chemistry on the on the booth and and Jim and Excalibur were trying to do the same thing for two and a half years they were both trying to be the play-by-play guy and it just doesn't it just doesn't work you now you've got a play-by-play guy in Excalibur you've got essentially the heel special comments guy in Tony and you've got the uh, sorry the face uh Mm. Special comments guy in Tony and the and the heel in Taz, you know. So I think it works out well for everybody. Um, we got some news about the pay per view buys from Forbidden Door, and they were relatively successful. Paul? Yeah, this this was out um, a few days ago now, so I imagine the numbers may well have uh, increased or or at least changed to um, clear up exactly what the figures are. But at the time that I I caught this news. Uh, it was pretty impressive to hear that uh, five million purchases of the uh, of the pay per view stream, or uh, actually on. Oh, yeah. Would this include streams? I should have checked that, shouldn't I? <laughs> Bad research. Let's just pretend it does. So let's say <laughs> okay, five million uh, pay per views on cable and streaming. Um, yeah, it's got to be streaming as well. Surely it's 2022. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, $1 million were spent on tickets to go to the actual event. So that seems pretty damn successful to me. Yeah. It was a terrible show though and terribly booked in the run-in. So um, yeah. Uh, anyway, that's great. It's good to hear that because it means that people are receptive to that content. To quality content, you know, so great. Um, let's get into our highlights, lowlights, and wait and see moments. We'll start with the old wait and see moments that is now traditional. Uh, Paulie, what was your wait and see moment from this week in AW? Right. Well, a little back, little bit of background. Um, at Forbidden Door, uh, Claudio Castagnoli, uh, formerly known as Cesaro, was the uh, nominated replacement for Brian Danielson because he couldn't wrestle, wasn't cleared to wrestle. Uh, Claudio Castagnoli, uh, not only did he wrestle Zack Sabre Jr., but he was also the uh, Brian Danielson's replacement for Blood and Guts, where he was part of the Bombay Community Club and... Um, uh, and he, uh, when, when, when he was named to be part of that stable temporarily or not, we're not really sure yet. Um, the, uh, the commentary team, uh, made it clear that, uh, that, uh, there was some bad blood between Eddie Kingston and, uh, Claudio. So. I don't know. I wasn't. I wasn't aware of the um, the, the beginnings of, of this. I, I assume it came from Ring of Honor days. I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 Well, I think uh, not to look. I don't want to break kayfabe too much. I'm a kayfabe guy, but supposedly they're very tight. 
Eddie and um, Claudio, but in kayfabe, they hate each other. Right. But, yeah, it comes from the <laughs> Indies and Ring of Honor and the Lado. Okay. Um, yeah, I saw some photos of uh, of them in goofy clothes and they were just having the best time. So I kind of figured, um, this doesn't look like they hate mm. each other. <laughs> no. They, um, in real life, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, so at the end of Blood and Guts, uh, which we will uh, talk about in a few seconds' time, um, Claudio uh, locked Matt Menard, I think, yeah. in yeah. in the Cloverleaf, um, mm-hmm. one of those leg submissions, uh, and and he tapped out while um, Eddie Kingston was attempting to submit Chris Jericho. Uh, so Claudio prevented Eddie from having the satisfaction of making Chris tap. And so there was a slight bit of, of uh, um, gesturing and finger pointing and, and um, uh, general grumpiness from, from Eddie for you know a few seconds. But after that, they seemed to get over it and they all linked arms and you know punched the sky and they were all happy. So my wait and see is, are they going to run with this story? Uh, is there going to be some infighting in the 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 um, Blackpool Combat Club and Co. Incorporated? Um, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, it, it, this, they certainly didn't seem to um, try too hard to, to kick, kickstart it anyway. Yeah, I think I think there's been enough little bits and pieces that Claudio and, and Eddie will eventually have um, a feud, but how that happens, I, I don't know. Because then you've got you've got to take Eddie and John's kayfabe friendship into consideration. Although Eddie has kind of gone off and done his own thing and then come back. So anyway, it'll. It'll be very interesting. You can't have everybody in the Brazil boys club forever, you know? Like, you've got to <laughs> eventually pull some of these people out of it so they can wrestle somebody, you know? So, anyway, I'm looking forward to that. Um, my wait and see moment um, is the concept of Royal Rampage. I really, <laughs> really enjoyed this, man. I um, Initially, I was like, what's going on? This, uh, But... For a couple of reasons. I think it's a really good way to use the um, double ring of blood and guts for Rampage. Um, So, you know, I'm not saying you roll it out all the time, but I like this for a few different reasons. I like the fact that AEW now confident enough to just use the word royal or royale and not worry about what the Fed do anymore. I like the fact that they're getting closer and closer to their own sort of Royal Rumble concept because Royal Rumble is still one of my favorite pay-per-views of the year, pretty much one of two times where I tune into the Fed during the course of the year. And I think if AEW could get, I know they've had the casino, what do they call it? The battle, the casino casino battle Battle royale. Yeah. Um, I don't hate that, but I find the suits are a bit, you know, because every it just feels rushed because you have everybody coming out at once, mm. and you know, I like the fact I like the individual entrances and um, 
and and I know I like these a, a little bit more than than you do, but I, what I do like about them is, um, you know, maybe it's my ADHD mind <laughs> going on, but I like all the different fights going on at once, and I can see what's happening over here. I was just like, oh, Keith Lee and Hangman are having a little fight over here, and Darby Allen's fighting the Blade over here. Like I. I find that really exciting. I think it probably comes from when I was a kid and you'd watch the Royal Rumble and you're like, oh, my God, all the wrestlers are in the ring at once. This is insane. Um, but I liked this concept. I liked the fact that there's like it gets split in half and and the winner of both rings go up against each other at, at, at the end of it. Um, and like you say, it can continue storylines. It gets a lot of people on TV We've spoken about that with the women's division, but mm. that men's division keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And <laughs> until there's a, a Ring of Honor um, TV show, um, I know there's dark and dark elevation, but it do- that doesn't count. I just thought it it was a nice stew made from what was left over in the fridge after blood and cuts. <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that um, uh, not only do we have uh, – Blood and Guts, which is a direct reference to um, a quote from Triple H. It's either Vince. Oh, it's Triple H. Okay. Yeah. Um, Because, uh, like, after a a few episodes of of AEW, uh, he was commenting on their more edgy, violent style. And he said, Oh, we don't do that blood and gut stuff. So Tony just owned it and said, Great, we're going to call it, we're going to have a main event called Blood and Guts stuff. Yeah. Know. Which is insane from Triple H saying he almost like bled out in, was it 2001? The match he had with Mankind in 2000 at No Mercy, I think, the hardcore match with, with Mick Foley. Well, that was also in 2000, you know. It wasn't 2019 yeah, well, when AEW started. You know? Yeah, but so what? Like, <laughs> um, anyway, and the the other uh, and and this as well, calling it Royal Rampage is like a direct reference to the Royal Rumble. So I love it. I love how many cheeky swipes they have at them. It's great. Yeah, um, and I really enjoyed it, and I really enjoyed the booking of it. Uh, like, um, you know, I'll be interested to see what happens with Brody King going up against Mox this week on on Dynamite. Um, might lead to a Malachi Mox feud. Who knows? But um, more Brody King on TV is a good thing as well. I just thought all of it was. I really, really enjoyed it. I hope yeah. they use it. I hope they use it again. Really happy that um, um, Brody King is getting a push. That's great. Should we? Um, should we jump into our lowlights for the week? Yeah. Um, look. This was a bit of a stretch because, really, you know, um, the, it wasn't like a, one of those one of those weekly shows where I where, where we come get together and chat, and I say, "Oh my god, it was as good as a pay per view." It wasn't like that, but it was still really good, still yeah. really good show. And it was, so it was pretty hard for me to actually find anything that I thought was disappointing or poorly done. Um, but there was just one bit that I just felt a bit uncomfortable about, and that's where. Um, when really Yuta came into the cage for Blood and Guts for the Blood and Guts match, which, which by the way, was an hour. It was half of dynamite. And he yeah. Went, <laughs> when he came in, um, he hit four um, consecutive German suplexes on uh, Garcia. What's his first name? Daniel. 
Daniel Garcia. Uh, he's yeah, four consecutive German suplexes, uh, and that guy Daniel Garcia hit the back of his head hard every single time. So I just felt I just felt a bit uncomfortable because uh, you know when you're when you're booking, when you're planning, when you're executing uh, these moves that involve the head. Just a little bit more care should be taken to do it right. Um, got to look after your coworkers, you know. Just, just felt a bit uncomfortable. I mean, he seemed fine except, except for all the, all the, uh, all the blood that he was <laughs> covered with him from uh, various other injuries later. Um, but um, yeah, head head stuff. You got to look after people's head. That's all. Yeah, I didn't. Um, I mean- I agree with you, absolutely. There's just so much that happened in Blood and Guts um, that I don't really remember that. <laughs> but I'm sure it happened. Understandable. There was so much happening. Yeah. I have noticed that German, like, the German suplex is, being, is very, very popular at the moment, especially mm. the best of the super juniors. And in New Japan in general, it is um, heavily used. And if everybody knows exactly what they're doing, great, right? But, I mean, we saw with um, Big E uh, late last year, was it, or earlier this year, that if it's, um, if it's not done correctly, things can, can go wrong pretty badly. So Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, my low light, just before we get to the break, is um, Dan Lambert, not necessarily Dan Lambert, uh, because initially I was I was all set to go crazy about it, a couple of comments that he made, uh, you know, in character on on Dynamite this week, and then it, you know, sort of subsequently been sort of calmed down by Paulie <laughs> when we were in the bullpen before we got started. But I think overall my um, my point about uh, Lambert made some comments, sort of I think in relation to the January six hearings and all that kind of stuff. Whatever, wherever you may land in the political spectrum, me personally, when I'm watching any, like when I'm watching wrestling, I don't want to hear about politics, whether it's American politics, Australian politics, whatever. I remember, do you remember uh, Jeb? Uh, yes. What was his name? Jeb, what's his face? The Who was a similar kind. He was like a Tea Party character in WWE. And he was um, Jack Swagger's manager and Alberto Del Rio's manager and stuff. Um, I I hated that then as well. Dutch Mantel? I think that's. Yeah, that's his his non WWE name, but he was Jeb something um, in WWE. It doesn't really matter. It was a very similar sort of thing. And I think that's what Dan Lambert's kind of doing at times here. It just. I don't. No one wants to see it, right? Like, I don't think anyone wants to be reminded of any sort Zeb of politics Coulter. while they're what Jeb Coulter, yeah, Zeb Zeb with a Z- Zeb Coulter, Zeb, Z. God, that was a dark time in W. Like, uh, people complain about the booking in WWE right now. That was the Alberto Del Rio years. Oof. <laughs> um. Anyway, I, I, I know I'm not really. I'm probably. For me personally, especially with AEW, because it hasn't been something that's really happened, you, you know, 
I love being able to switch off from the world for two hours a week with Dynamite and an hour a week with Rampage, and I just don't want that to be penetrated by the outside world, you know? Yeah, there's there's um, plenty of awful real 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 life things going on at the moment that we 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 don't want to deal with all the time and uh during during those those couple of hours when we get to sit down and enjoy this this fun little thing let's keep it fun yeah yeah that's that's exactly what i'm saying paulie let's keep wrestling fun um having said that uh we're gonna have to do something that's not necessarily no it is fun we're gonna do. We're gonna have a fun little break where you'll hear from one of our sponsors, and then after that, we'll come back with our best predictions and spot of the week. The action never ends at DraftKings Sportsbook. With tons of ways to bet on all your favourite sports, you can fuel your fandom and feel the heat of the season like never before. Plus, right now, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving new customers a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's right, make your first bet up to $1,000, and if it doesn't win, you'll get another shot to cash in. You can throw down on all the major action for baseball, golf, MMA, and more. Plus, with same-gay parlays, spreads, money lines, over-unders and props, your betting options feel endless. Uh, I'm looking forward to John Moxley defending his interim AEW belt against CM Punk at All Out in a few weeks. I'll be putting some money on Punk. You guys know that. Uh, best of all, DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. You can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Make your first deposit and get a risk-free bet up to $1,000. That's promo code TPPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back. Uh, we are up to the highlights of Dynamo and Rampage this week. Paulie, it is always you that goes first, my man. What was your highlight uh, on AEW television this week? Well, like uh, like we were talking about uh, regarding the joy, the fun of watching this product, uh, This the segment that I thought was the highlight was an absolutely delightful fun fun moment and that was when Danhausen came out uh, to introduce his mystery partners and it was FTR <laughs> and the crowd went mental and so did I <laughs> uh, those guys are on top of the world seven star FTR Danhausen is is everyone's favorite um, and 
their their match um you know it wasn't it wasn't a five star it wasn't a four star it probably wasn't even a three star match but it was fun it was just so much fun and um Danhausen got the win uh it, it was just a just a really uh a really super enjoyable segment and it was one of those one of those times when you got sometimes you just got to give people what they want yeah you got to give the people what they want <laughs> everybody was happy and i loved it uh i hated it um anyway <laughs> no of course i loved it it was ftr and danhausen uh i mean <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think I might love Danhausen and FTR a little bit more than Sons of Hitman. Right? It, it just—I actually thought the match was—I um, thought it was sort of plotted out quite well. Like um, them pinpointing Danhausen as the as the weak link and keeping him in um, in the the ass boys corner. And um, I even liked the sort of the side story of. Um, Billy Gunn, the sun splitting up at the end of the match. And so yeah. I just thought this was all, I really enjoyed it. I yep. really enjoyed it. I know it's a bit of gargoyle, but um, I, I, and I thought, I thought Danhausen got to show that he can actually wrestle a bit, which was what I was really, I mean, I was so disappointed in his initial <laughs> debut. I understand why it was done, <laughs> but um, he can wrestle. You know what I mean? So uh, I really love this. I love the fact that FTR. I love the fact that FTR aren't. Um, you know, they're not above being in a match like this. You know what I mean? Like um, that they. I mean, there would be some people who would be like, "I'm not. I'm not fucking teaming with Danhausen to wrestle the ass boys. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not doing that." But they did, and they made and they made the match more legitimate just by being in it. Who? As well. Who would say that? <laughs> Well, they I think won. you you could name some people who aren't who don't necessarily work at AEW. Oh well, <laughs> but can you think of anybody on the AEW roster who would would refuse to work a match with Danhausen and the Ass Boys? No, because they work at AEW. <laughs> <laughs> but um, anyway, I, it was great. It was it was fantastic. It was good to see Danhausen get even more momentum. FTR are awesome. I'm starting to come round to the gun boys as wrestlers as well, uh, especially the older, shorter one. I can't because Colton and Austin. Austin, I think Austin is the older one. Um, yeah, I, I think they might be a legitimate tag team stars moving forward. Hey, well, they've got a long way to go. But speaking of brothers, not not these ones because they do look quite different. So I really should know which one's which, but I just haven't bothered to work it out yet. Anyway. Um, <laughs> the young bucks do actually look very similar. Do you know how to tell them apart? <laughs> Is uh, it Nick, he, Nick that's got the blonde hair, like the the bleached hair? Yeah, Nick has got slightly yeah lighter hair, and Matt Matt's slightly shorter as well. Right. I guess it's one of those things. Like I mean, you know, I know they're um they're not twins or anything, but they they're you know one of them's is it Nick's older than Matt. Matt's the eldest. Matt's the eldest. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> but they do look quite similar. Uh, I mean, I, I've I've known a I've known a um, a set of identical twins, and I can tell them apart. Like you know, you'd, you'd, if you if you know them well enough, you can see you can see differences. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just while we're talking about um, 
cool, fun things that happened. Um, I just wanted to shout out Orange Cassidy's new entrance as well. We don't need to go into any detail about it. I just, I think both of us were a little worried that, you know, because we both are 90s alternative music fans and when we found out that the Pixies were being dispatched to the boundary, we were like, oh, what? But, um, yeah, that that the beginning of Dynamite with Orange's new um, uh, entrance was great and it felt, he felt big. He felt big time, right? Like after the match with Osprey and the new entrance and um, yeah. matching tie-dye tracksuits for Trent and Chuck and it just felt like the presentation was great. I really loved it. He's definitely definitely been um, elevated. He's definitely stepped up and, and uh, I think everyone – Everyone has been uh, made. It, it, it's everyone has had it made clear to them just how good he is. And so, when yeah. you see him appear now, people are, aren't going, "Oh, it's the funny guy." People are going, "Oh my god, it's Orange Cassidy! Awesome!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, my highlight was the blood and guts match itself. Um, it, as Paulie mentioned before, the match went for an hour. Um, I actually had to watch it in two sittings because I was watching it and fell asleep on Thursday night because I'm an old man and then watched it. <laughs> What's the second half before work Friday morning? Um, yeah, I mean, there's just so many different spots here. I thought I thought um, uh, Claudio looked big and huge, him going in first with Sammy. I thought they had some really good chemistry uh, in ring. Um holding off on Jericho and Eddie was the right thing to do, but it didn't make it any less exciting. Um, the the Claudio spot um, with Jericho swinging him around on top of the the, the cage was, was phenomenal. Um, I immediately saw some feedback on Twitter about like, oh, how the NXT War Games matches were booked better than this. Like the vibe is better in AEW, but it was technically better in NXT. No, it wasn't. like these like this blood and guts i mean you can you can make um complaints about jericho's spot last year or whatever even though my thoughts and feelings on those are very well known you can go back and listen to those episodes last year when i was complaining about what was that the year before with jericho no it was last Last year year, with mjf yeah yeah um but this was fantastic when you got people like eddie kingston john moxley claudio um, Jericho, like people aren't, no one took a backward step in this match. Not that anyone did last year either, but um, I, I won't uh, go into the obvious uh, spot because we are going to speak about that in a bit, but this has become a, a big highlight on the AEW calendar. And um, yeah, long may it rain. I, I just thought it, I, I just thought there was so much that was good about this Um Again, there's like little storylines that we've already kind of spoken about coming out of this match. But, um, yeah, I, I love the old school vibe of it. I think it sort of harkens back to the WCW war game um, matches that would happen on Clash of Champions at times and then eventually in its own pay-per-view. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not going to sit here and bore you guys by going through it beat by beat. But if you haven't watched it and for some reason you're listening to our podcast first before watching Blood and Guts, press stop now, go and watch the Blood and Guts match and then come back. Um, and when you do, yeah, uh, count the number of thumbtacks in Willie Uta's back. I'd really like to know how many there were. <laughs> but, yeah, every trick in the book was used uh, in this match to, to make it 
to, for it to feel elevated as far as violence and shock and gore it was concerned and but also you know there were guys taking some serious bumps in it for our entertainment so you know i couldn't i couldn't pick anything as much as i wanted to pick orange cassie's new entrance music as my highlight i had to pick blood and guts just a little side note um Mike Santana, uh, just known as Santana. He doesn't use his name, Michael, just like, uh, what's the other dude? Uh, Wardlow. Wardlow's first name's Mike, too. Anyway, uh, <laughs> um, Santana uh, appeared and then rapidly disappeared because he blew out his knee. I think it's like a, um anterior cruciate ligament. Uh, oh, like, no. Yeah, um, yeah, real quick in, in that match. Um, he spent the majority of the match between the... Uh, cage and the ring, like on the outside, being tended to by referees, um, and uh, and then was was helped to the back. Um, yeah. Also, and this may have something to do with it, or it may be maybe even um, confirmed his plans. Let's say it seems as though he is on his way out. Um, he, he's been taking, um, independent solo bookings and, uh, he hasn't been teaming with, uh, Ortiz for months mm. and, um, a little while ago he tweeted 126 days was the only tweet, the only, only message that he tweeted. And it was 126 days before the end of his contract when he tweeted that. And, and then another tweet came out and he just said, soon. <laughs> so it seems mm. like he's keen to leave. So pity about that. Um, and I hope he, um, hope his leg heals up real quick, but looks like, um, it looks like he's going to be exiting the promotion. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, there's been, there's been rumors about Santana and Ortiz with a W for six to 12 months. Everything from they're going to WWE to they're not happy to they're not happy, but it's an angle or like or they'll be Ring of Honor champs, they'll be going to Japan. So there's obviously something going on there, and that's you've confirmed that with mm. um, yeah, Santana. So yeah, it's a shame, man, because those guys are a great tag team. I think probably the highlight was the match against some um, best friends, the car park match. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. Um, and they probably, they probably think that they should have been champions by now, you know, mm. um, which they probably should have. They're a great tag team. I, I, you know, anyway, that's a shame, man. Um, but yeah, I thought uh, just with the, just to cap off blood and guts, I just, uh, with Claudio getting the pin, nice little welcome to the company, for him to get the pin in a big match like that. Can't wait to see what all the fallout is from it. Absolutely. Uh, cool. Let's get into predictions. I feel bad about this, um, but I'm going to bring it up anyway. Uh, we have a scoreboard for our predictions. It's now 1-0, Paul, uh, because I got my forbidden door prediction correct, <laughs> which was that Claudio would show up the easiest fucking prediction of all time. <laughs> uh, so... But a win's a win, man. So <laughs> it's one nil. <laughs> anyway, let's. Uh, I mean, 
I feel like this. I'm starting to feel bad when I look at both of our predictions here. But you go, you go first, and then I'll do my layup of a prediction. Sure, I'll go first. All righty. Um, a couple of weeks ago, I uh, mentioned that um, yeah, for, for for my wait and see moment of the week, uh, Mercedes Martinez and Serena Deeb had just teamed to um to put on a uh, to do a squash match, um, and uh, so I was very curious to see what where they were going with that and whether or not there's going to be some kind of a plan for teams, for tags. Is it going to be a women's tag belt? It'll be great to see more women on the programs. So we'll see what happens there. And then today, when we watched Rampage, where there was a women's event, main eventing the program, a women's match, <clears throat> at the end of the match, which was Tony Storm versus Nyla Rose, uh, Tony Storm got beat down by Marina Shafir and Nyla Rose. Thunder Rosa runs in to for the save, um, Thunder Rosa got a massive pop, uh, almost as big as the pop that Tony Storm got when she came out from the back. Those two are huge, and I reckon mm. Tony Storm is going to get that belt pretty soon. Anyway, leading up to Tony Storm getting that belt, it seems from what happened today that. Tony and Thunder Rosa are going are very chummy. They're very chummy. Very very mm-hmm. happy. To, very happy to share company. Very happy mm-hmm. to help each other out. And I think they're going to form a team called Thunderstorm. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, yeah, I think that might happen. And then, of course, they'll eventually feud together and then break up, and then Thund- Tony will take the belt off Thunder Rosa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mega powers will explode. Um, uh, my prediction is Wardlow will win the TNT belt this uh, Wednesday on Dynamite. You bastard. Yeah. Uh, 15 metres out, dead in front, bang, goal. Um, so, <laughs> uh, look, it might not. It feels a bit, to be to be fair to myself, it feels a bit soon for Wardlow to go straight. You know, I mean, he only announced himself to be in the TNT title picture two weeks ago. Yeah, I, 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 I tend to agree, and I think what's probably more likely is there'll be some major heel action <laughs> from yeah, uh, screwy from fish finish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, screwy finish. Oh. The old screwy finish. <laughs> uh, and, um, and uh, yeah, after Wardlow cops a few nut shots or something, um, then Scorpio will win, and then there'll be another. There'll be a rematch. That's what it yeah. feels like. It was probably like most be. likely. Yeah. Um, so now that we've done that, I'm <laughs> you don't feel so bad. <laughs> I don't feel as bad because I'm pretty sure I'm going to be wrong. But um, Wardlow also did say bring all of top team. Next week as well, so I was kind of maybe telegra- telegraphing what what may happen mm, <laughs> in mm. the match, but uh, yeah, it's uh, spot of the week time. Well, there were um, a bunch of fun moments. Um, there was one where uh, Claudio was going to hit an elevated 
uppercut on Sammy. Sammy was like mid-air, twisted, and uh, counted it into a cutter. Very impressive. Very impressive. That, I, yeah, that was an amazing. Yeah, that was an amazing move. I liked. Um, I liked uh, Nick Jackson hitting the Meltzer driver off double ropes because of the two rings. That was cool. Yeah, Nick Jackson could have had spot of the week four times in his match <laughs> tonight on Rampage. But I mean, really, I, 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 this, this is just like you just said a minute ago. This is a layup. He's like, come on. So, <laughs> Eddie Kingston pushed Sammy Guevara off the top of the cage, and this is—I don't know how big it was, like ten meters. I don't know. Very, t- very tall, and. Sammy, all props to him. What a champion, putting his health on the line for our entertainment. Did a sort of a senton type flip, so he landed on his back on a table after falling probably, probably higher. Probably a, it was probably a higher drop than the classic mankind from. Um, uh, I reckon, yeah. Undertaker. Um, and just sm- smashed through a table. On replays, I saw some gear that was sitting there. Like, what, I don't know, it was like someone's drink bottle or various other stuff just go flying up. Um, it, it was most definitely the spot of the week, and I, we may not see anything like it again for <laughs> years. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Uh... It's very easy to forget um, the. It's very easy to forget how um, how easy it, it is for someone to um, get hurt doing these things. And Sammy does this stuff all, all the time. So, um, yeah, couldn't agree more. I mean, what what else do you say? Um, well, that's it. That's us for the week. Uh, that's all the news that's fit to print. Um, thanks to the Pigskin Network and Amaze Network for hosting and supporting us. And uh, also thank you for listening. Uh, if you'd like to support the show, you can rate and subscribe. But until next week, may your wrestling be good wrestling. And we, we don't talk about Cody. No, no, no.